what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the truth sound today, today we're gonna talk about in the afc south that's the houston texans the jacksonville jaguars the indianapolis colts and the jacksonville jaguars tennessee titans tennessee titans there you go Titans. Who we gonna start talking about first? We hope, moves and such. We we hope that you are more excited about it than we are because this division blows. But let's get it started. Let's talk about the Houston Texans without Deshaun Watson. They didn't have his ass last year. He was laid up in the massage parlors. Sixty uh, something massages later, um, we don't know how many of those finished in happy endings. Of course, but uh, I'm Needless sure to say it wasn't years. a happy ending for Deshaun Watson in Houston. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we got we got our guy here, right? We got him already. Uh, Davis Mills. Mills, and Davis I want Mills you guys to go. I want you guys to go way, way, way back to our uh, quarterback draft special last year, and you will see. I was just like, man, keep an eye on Davis Mills. He's in a good situation. He was the number one recruit coming out of high school. Davis Mills might be the best quarterback of last year's class. Might be. Oof. Oof. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, they continue to get weapons around this guy. Um, they're giving another shot this year. Let's let's make it happen, dog. Yeah, let's uh, talk about some of those uh, weapons that he's getting. Um, I mean, we kind of go backwards with this here, but uh, just some of their draft picks they got. Uh, you know, they got uh, Damian Pierce, running back out of Florida. He was taken 107th overall. Uh, Texans have a lot of able bodies in their backfield. And, uh, I mean, it's almost become a running joke at this point with uh, Rex Burkhead and Marlon Mack now signed. Um, all, I feel like all three are going to kind of compete for touches, but, you know, 8 out of 10, give me that younger guy in the backfield. Didn't they sign Frank Gore as well? No, that was the 49ers just for one day, though. They don't want him no more. Uh, I, I'll say this, man. Like, I, I agree with you. Damian Pierce, is, he's got to be the running back to own in this offense if, if you must do something like that. Uh, but, man, I am rooting for Marlon Mack. Man, that guy's been trying to get on the field the last couple of years. I, I hope he gets shot. I hope he, uh, he gets a little bit of volume, at least. I don't think he's rosterable, though, other than a – extremely deep league dart throw. Uh, Damian Pierce, Rex Burkhead, Marlon Mack, who would you roster? Who, who's the guy for you? Pierce. He's the only guy for me. Okay. Yeah, same here. Um, give me that young guy like one of you guys said. I don't I don't remember which one. but uh, I, I will say this. I, I will pick up Rex Burkhead for one week off the waiver wire this year because he's going to get like four touchdowns that one game. But just that one game. Don't draft which him. One? Which one? I, you'll know it when it hits. You'll know. Oh, fuck. It's like everybody will be like, I, 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 go get Rex, Rex Burkhead. It's Burkhead season. I will come on this podcast and I will pre-predict that game. How about that? Okay. Let's go. Let's do it. Sunday you morning. you predict that game, I'll come on this podcast. Let's go. <laughs> come I've, all I've over this, the I've, I've, I'm just going to say, I've done it the last two years. I've projected the Rex Burkhead week, and every year it happens. It's like clockwork, baby. Burkhead week. Yeah. That's going to be my team name this, week, this season, Burkhead week. 
Yeah, it is. Let's talk some more weapons. Let's talk some Roll Tide here. John Mechie. The this third. Dude, the third, the fourth. They didn't the get fifth. it right the first two times. The third time is the charm. You know what I'm saying? This guy is already diving for the pylon. I'm telling you right now. Uh, we got Nico Collins coming, second year coming in. Um, we got Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. We Don't can't forget Cooks. It was so beautiful that you actually forgot Brandon Cooks, which is such a like perfect microcosm of his entire fucking career. Oh yeah, Brandon Cooks. No, no, draft. I'm like, oh, it's the fifth round, Brandon Cooks. Oh yeah, he'll slide, he'll slide on down that ADP every fucking year, and every year I'll grab him. Let's go. But uh, John Mechie, yeah, this guy is uh, – he's electric with the ball in his hands, um, and he gets open. Uh, From what I've watched, he's getting open and uh, spin moves. He's breaking ankles with the ball in his hands. I keep saying with the ball in his hands because he's – this kid's electric. Uh, He got him 44th overall, and – He's no good without the ball in his hands, though. Roll Tide, though. Roll Tide. I don't care. Give this guy 70 targets. Let's let's get 70 targets. Um, all we need to see from a rookie and a second-year quarterback is is a little flash. That's all I need to see, and, and I believe we will see it. So I'm excited about that. And I think you'll see some of that flash. But uh, as excited as, as I am for Mechie and Pierce uh, and Brandon Cooks, right? I, I think it was the the other the the higher end moves of this draft class that really is going to move the needle for the Texans. Um, as per usual, once a show, I bring up a draft prospect that I was hoping fell to the Dallas Cowboys and didn't. So this week's edition of Kenyon Green uh, out of Texas A and M, I think he's going to be a good person to plug in there to help uh, protect. Uh, protect Davis Mills, super versatile. Um, and I, I think he's a future left tackle of this league. Okay. Yeah. They need it. Because they ain't yeah, got that. Yeah, they do. They need everything. Awesome. And then you want to talk about Derek Stingley? That's the splashiest of splash they splashed this offseason. Yeah. Third overall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He, like, like, uh, this was a team that needed uh, players all over the field, you know, on every level of the field. Um, I, I'm kind of in love with the idea of Lovey Smith being able to run this team. Um, having Derek Stingley Jr. back there, you know, you kind of see what he could do when he was in Chicago those years and what he got out of those corners and safeties during his time in Chicago. Um, if if they give if they give Lovey Smith a couple of years and he's able to develop some of these players, I'm I'm excited for some of these prospects to come. Um, going back to on uh, John Mechie real quick though, I, f- I feel like he's a just a slightly kind of like that that Hunter Renfro for the team, right? Like I feel like he could be that kind of guy for this team. So maybe in a year or two, you see um, him kind of take that support. Maybe he's like one of those players that kind of surprise you in a couple of years, and he's just a top ten wide receiver out of nowhere for no reason. Yeah, for no reason. Yep, yep. absolutely agree. Anyway, uh, I'm done talking about the Texans. Uh, also, they they fleeced the Browns and got a bunch of draft picks for somebody who may never play again. Uh, anyway, Tennessee Titans. Let's move on. They made a little bit of noise this offseason for all the fucking wrong reasons on draft day. Tell me about them, Travis Sumter. Oh my God! Where do I begin? Uh, 
sold. Let's it begin with off. AJ Brown. I think that's the <laughs> obvious one. <laughs> that was yeah, the happiest absolute... day of your brother's life. Yes, yes. Uh, absolutely fucking horrendous, terrible, worst fucking trade, lopsided thing I've ever goddamn seen for a team is the fucking trade Tennessee Titans. Uh, the, the Titans made for basically swapping out and getting uh, the pick Traylon Burks uh, at 18. It was absolutely horrendous. Um, I'm excited to see what A.J. Brown does in Philly. Um, I know you're not, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at fucking all. The Eagles fleeced them, and that move alone single-handedly put the Eagles in the driver's seat in that division. Like, it was just ridiculous. Well, we ain't here to talk about the Eagles. I already had to do that. Tell me about Trey Lobber. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's wait. He's got to catch up because he's on an asthma break. Okay, he's back. Let's talk about Trey Lobbergs. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the title of today's episode is <laughs> because this division sucks that bad. Yeah, so uh, one of the things out of camp was uh, his conditioning and his asthma. Um, and, uh, you know, did we see that as a big red flag? <laughs> I mean, that's not a good fucking sign coming in. Uh, you know, coming into OTAs, usually when you come out of the combine, you're in the best damn shape of your goddamn life. Uh, I, I don't know. To me, I see that as a big red flag. Yeah. A huge red flag. Um, I, uh, I I just thought this was a horrendous draft pick. I I don't know. I don't know what the hell the, the uh, Titans were thinking. I guess don't pay that man, but you could have probably got something better than old Traylon Burks out of the University of Arkansas. Uh, how do you feel about bringing in Robert Woods, though, from uh, uh, the Rams, obviously coming uh, off the injury? But we've seen Robert Woods be a really good wide receiver in this league for a while. Yeah. We have not seen him come off of an injury of this magnitude. And uh, it's concerning. I know that the, the way that medical treatments are going nowadays, you know, people are coming back from ACLs left and right, man. But uh, conditioning is going to be an issue for him, too, um, at least at the beginning. Uh, is he – he's going to miss around four weeks. What is so fucking funny? Just with you bringing up his conditioning, all I can think about is like, man, I really want to see him and Trey Burks do like a potato sack race for like 20 yards. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, I think I think uh Robert Woods is end up even after missing, you know, the first month of the season, he might be their their number one for the year. Uh, this is a guy that was, you know, very consistent uh with the Rams. Um two years after he got there, I believe. So uh, he, he became a, a guy that we were comparing, like, who are we going to draft, Robert Woods or Cooper Cup? And now he's a Tennessee Robert Woods or who? Cooper Cup. Sorry, I forgot all that for a minute. Cooper Cup. Yeah, so uh, even after missing a, a month of the season in, in the beginning, I, I think he's going to end up being their number one guy here in Tennessee. Um, again, I'm not going to draft him, though. Um, somebody will probably get a, a good value. I don't know where he's going right now, uh, but it can't be high. Um, look out for Nick Westbrook Akine. Uh, guy flashed a little bit last year. 
it says West Broke. I just realized that. <laughs> I don't that know if that purpose. was on I, I will only spell that name one way. <laughs> okay, it was on purpose. Cool. All right, let's go. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of really, I don't know, I'm not excited about this offense. Derrick Henry, I guess. Um, of course. That's – I, I legitimately think this team went from – actual Super Bowl contender to I'm not sure this is a playoff team in this season. Um and, and when you got a coach like they do though, there's always a chance, especially at the end of games. I don't care if it's a 9 to 6 game. They're going to have definitely a the division where they could win yeah. five games by doing nothing. So right. I, I don't know. I yeah, just I think mean, they took a total step back and I mean, I don't know. You got to start to think. Do do they have questions about Ryan Tannehill themselves bringing in Malik Willis? You know, obviously not Ryan Tannehill's goddamn job to teach him anything, uh, if you ask him at least. But uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I think there's trouble brewing in Tennessee. Well, maybe so. Um, but you got to think of it, man. From an NFL perspective, when they're drafting teams, they're not always drafting for what's going to happen right now. I mean. Malik Willis, he was 86 overall pick, and you know he's coming in to to back up a guy that's basically got two years left on his contract, and uh, I think he plays out the season, and you know maybe do something after that with him. Uh, I don't necessarily see it as a fallout or or trouble brewing or anything like that. Um, the only comment that spells that was the "I'm not here to teach some kid." basically is what he said so uh what are your thoughts on that not my damn job not my job not it's your it. job but i mean to, to me it feels like uh this is ryan Tannehill's job for this year after that i think anything else is in the air whether it's a trade or maybe they just cut him out right i'm not really sure what his second year holds for as far as money goes, but this year he's the highest QB in the NFL. So that, that's one of the reasons why they couldn't really move off of him this year. Um, they would almost have to send draft picks to, just to get rid maybe, of the contract. Maybe Ryan Tannehill shows out. He turns his wide receiver legs back on and, and shows out this year and they extend him. Who knows? But uh, he's, got, he's got the wheels to do it, you know, and, and he's been a very, very efficient uh, quarterback passing down the field with the weapons he has had. Um, just because Traylon Burks has some asthma issues doesn't necessarily mean anything. We do hear shit like this out of out of early season shit all the time. And like last year, we were talking about Jamar Chase not being able to catch a ball because it ain't got white stripes on it. Uh, some of this stuff is silly. This is a medical issue, however. But um, like you never know, man. There's they pump this guy with some albuterol treatments, you know, before a game. He can go out there and run up and down the field four to five times. Stuff you know? on your belt, eat your heart out. Ooh. I'll eat that old lady hard out. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet that to her. <laughs> so I mean I mean like obviously this this whole this whole offense, this whole I team. I eat a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> this this whole team re revolves around Derrick Henry and his uh, his ability to be healthy and uh, run the run the rock. Um, like 
you know, I feel like that also plays in a big role of Ryan Tannehill, you know, taking the pressure off of him. You know, it was like being able to run that ball 25 times a game, and, I mean, it's great for the team, right? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's huge for this team, but let's move on to the Jaguars or the Colts. Which one we can talk about <laughs> This turned out to be a way better episode than I thought it was going to be. Uh, let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts, uh, front runners uh, for the division, in my opinion. Bringing in old man Matt Ryan to replace Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, we went from Luck to Brissett to Rivers to whoever I just said, to Matt Ryan, to Carson Wentz, to Matt Ryan. It's just the revolving door of quarterbacks. Talk to me about it, Mr. Sumter. Six quarterback in six years. That's that's what we're looking at here. Um, probably the best like quarterback. And you know what? <laughs> in, in six years ago, in a dynasty draft, you had drafted Andrew Luck, number one overall, as your quarterback, and you passed on Tom Brady. You done fucked up. You done fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Literally, uh, literally, back, literally, back three years ago, I was in the middle of a draft, and the guy selected Andrew Locke, and he selected uh, what was his name out of? He, he drafted another running back, but tore his ACL, and Luck retired on the same day. So, um, yeah, really shitty situation During for the him. Draft. I remember that, that during the draft, that literally happened. Everybody was drafted. It's like, what the fuck? I just drafted this guy, and he retired. Dude, it was literally yes, the was... fucking Saturday before sun, uh, the yeah. Saturday before the fucking season started. It was crazy. Okay, yeah, I love Andrew Luck, boy. But yeah, let's talk about this quarterback situation. Um, is he or is he not an upgrade from Carson Wentz? Because I do believe he is. I say hell yes, definitively. I've... I think he's the best quarterback they've had in this stretch, personally, including. But best uh, one they've had luck. since luck. Yeah. Include it, luck. Fuck you. How many they MVPs did Andrew Luck win? How many uh-huh. MVPs did Andrew Luck win? Matt Ryan won one. I'm just oh, saying, like, don't sleep on hey. Matty Ice, dude. We're talking about a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback here, not Andrew. I played six years of Bow's luck. Like, give we're me not talking Matt about Ryan. We're talking. We're not talking about a a, a Hall of Fame caliber uh, quarterback. We're talking about one's going to make it in. Sure. Um, but mm, I'm not going to say he's the caliber, man. He's just been kind of solid his entire career. Won an MVP, went to a what? Super Bowl. Like, what else I could think... you ask for this guy? Top 10 all-time in passing you yards. Ask, like, you monster. could ask for, for him to have, like, the best fucking wide receiver core of any quarterback that's ever went through this league throughout his entire career. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. All I right, mean, Julio well, and Ronnie, they were the shit. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I'll give it to you. But lots of guys have great wide receiver duos that don't get it done. Anyway, we could talk about Matthew Ryan being an elite quarterback another day. I just think he's a really good quarterback for this offense. I think he moves the needle. I think he's perfect uh, for this team. I think he's going to make uh, my man Michael Pittman Jr. ball out this season. I really love what the Colts have going on, and I think they're the only – any only team anywhere close to contention in this division. Absolutely. They're the front runners in my opinion. Um Jonathan Taylor 1.01 mark it down. Uh I'm 
that's where he's going. That's where he's going to go. Um, I think that's literally everyone. Uh, offensive line issues last year. He was still fucking running the thing, man. And, and I just hope that Matt Ryan can at least dump off enough to him. He's, this is the best running back he's ever had, too. So And possibly the best offensive line when healthy. Mm-hmm. I think uh, this is the best offense he's ever had, arguably, especially if they can figure out that wide receiver two spot. Maybe a guy like Alec Pierce stepping into that role. Um, I think Pittman's really good. I think overall, just with JT, that – it puts him in an elite category that I don't think he's really had a lot of. Yeah, for sure. Well, too, I I, I would definitely say it's the best team he's had since his Super Bowl run. Yeah. Because JT, and then you want to include Naheem Hines. You know, it's kind of like that Freeman, Tevin Coleman back in the day when they met Super Bowl run during his year. Um, Pittman, um, somebody that a lot of people have in the top 15. Um, also a guy they drafted was, uh, Alec Pierce. Um, yep. they drafted him out of Cincinnati. Uh, he was 53rd overall, um, in camp. He's been a big red zone threat. That's what they've been using him a, a lot as, um, I, I look for this team to pass more in the red zone this year. Um, kind of take that out a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I feel like he should compete at number two spot alongside, uh, Michael Pittman. And then you'll still, uh, What's his name out there? Uh, Harris Campbell. Yeah, uh, he's still there. He's toast. I, I was going to bust out a Paris Campbell factoid here in a minute. God, please do, because I oh, need to hear ahead. it. You go ahead. I got oh, just like Rex, Rex Burkhead, you can dial it up, man. Draft Paris Campbell uh, in your draft. Take a, a flyer, start at week one, cut him. You, you'll get wide receiver two production out of him at least for that one week, and then cut him. That's probably Dude, what the Colts should do, to be honest. I Cut mean, Cut I, I've kind of always had a hard-on for this guy, man, and and shit just has gone wrong, man. Like, he's never had that chance to really have his breakout year. Maybe this is it, dude. Who knows? I, I, I think by now I'm, I'm going to label I know, he, doesn't, he doesn't have breakout years. He has breakdown years. It's <laughs> probably yeah. what he's going to do again this year. But, yeah, kid's got loads of talent. Uh, where do you, where do you see Mo in the pecking order? So you said, as, of, as of right now, I have Cox. <laughs> I have How many? Cox, he's the tight end one in this. What, what, where is he in your pecking order? Oh, he's probably in the 20s or lower. I don't know. There's so many targets for competition. Um, but uh, he's, he's the, the tight end one in this offense for... <laughs> He's number one tight end in this offense right now. Um, they did draft Jelani Woods out of Virginia, 73rd overall. Um, he was somebody that had a very impressive combine, someone that uh, PFF graded out as a, as a perfect combine score at 100, um, which is yeah. like there's only been like 10 players in the history of the NFL to like draft out at a perfect combine number. So like I, I look forward to seeing what he brings in the future. Maybe not here unless something happens. We, um, I'm kind of big in the you know between the twenties, be the red zone. Maybe we kind of you know see some movement from him. He could be you know a rookie tight end that could come out of nowhere with just his athleticism alone. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean that's all I really got on that. I think that's all we got on the Colts. 
I, I, I would just like to say that if I were Moelle Cox, I would sign my, uh, you know, checks and stuff, M.A. Cox or McCox. Anyway, we can move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor overall have an ass Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence uh, did not show me anything last year. Um, I see pocket movement that I love. I love the way he moves in the pocket. Yes, um, but let's start this whole thing over because we got to talk about head coaching changes here first. Um, so, so I want to say this. I want to say this about Trevor Lawrence. I want to start with this, right? I cannot remember a quarterback who was thrown into a worse situation to start his NFL career than Trevor Lawrence. And that includes Davis Mills. Like, there is fucking nothing. There was nothing in Jacksonville going for them the moment that uh, ETN went down last season, right? That was supposed to be the, the big deal. You got Lawrence and ETN coming in from college. Um, but, I mean, their wide receiver won. Um, we were expecting wide receiver Marvin Jones. <laughs> Marvin Jones, yeah. Marvin Jones, who's a really respectable wide receiver three. Don't get me wrong. Like, but come on, dude. He had nothing to work with. So just going to defend um, my boy T-Law a little bit. Yeah, it was DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, and uh, what's the little kid? Little so guys. one Lions uh, former number two receiver, the Lions future number two wide receiver, and who else? Oh, LaVisca Chenault, who might not even be on that roster this year. Like, is the cupboard is bare, dog. Yeah, so uh, I kind of had high hopes for LaVisca Chenault too, man. Um, he's a guy that I, I can see – uh, a comparison, a um, little smaller version, but um, we were talking John Mechie earlier. Uh, he kind of reminds me of that guy with the ball in his hands, a little C.D. Lamb mixed in, right? Um, but what this team did last year is they, they went out and traded a bunch of bullshit for uh, a tight end that they fed targets to like crazy for four or five straight weeks. Um, and realized that Dan Arnold isn't anything special. Uh, this year they're bringing in Evan Ingram. He's shown flashes. He spent half a season as a tight end one at the Giants, um, breaking away long-ass touchdowns, uh, running 2017 miles an hour, uh, 20, 22, 23 miles an hour on that fucking on that sideline play. Pulling his hamstring when he did it. Yeah, yeah. So he's been injury prone, but this team has he's added a lot of uh, a lot of speed, really. Um, and you know, we're getting. Hopefully, we'll get a uh, a solid Travis Etienne come back uh, off his injury. We didn't get to see him play on NFL field yes yesterday yesteryear, but uh, I think there's there's some things here to be positive about. You know, um, do you? Because I, I think I this wide receiver core may be fucking worse. Are you kidding me? Christian Kirk, Zane Jones, and Evan Ingram? Like, you got a potential generational talent in fucking Trevor Lawrence, and the best you could give him is Christian Kirk on a market-breaking contract at that. Like, like completely fucking broke the NFL with that stupid-ass contract. And then you bring in Zay Jones, who I was surprised to see still played in the NFL last year when I saw him in, in Las Vegas. Not going to lie. I thought that dude was long gone like 
what the fuck are the Jaguars and, doing? This is a shit show. And they kind of gave Zay Jones the bag a little bit, didn't they? It's like, it was yes. Like, gave him like Did they have any left after mil? fucking Christian Kirk robbed the blood? Did they have anything left? Shit. Yeah, they well, that's why the receivers are getting guys. paid so high now. Yeah, so, All I'm saying is the Jaguars looked at the Titans uh, wide receiver miscues this offseason and said, hold my fucking beer. Like, this is awful. <laughs> Awful, awful. Hey, I, I, I'm going to say this. I feel better about my wide receiver core in Chicago than I feel about the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver core. I will agree with you just because you have yeah. Darnell Mooney, but if that guy goes down, then no, that's the worst wide receiver core of all fucking time. Like, I, I still, could start for that team. I, 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 I still want him and Komet over Kirk and Ingram any day of the week. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. fair. However, what I'm saying are these guys got speeds. The NFL is changing. It's going to a, a empty, you know, like base sets or fucking three wide receivers at minimum. And then, you know, they got this coming. Uh, like they're the NFL is continuing to evolve all the time, and, and it's changed over the past 15 years. We've watched it happen. It's going to continue to do that. And, and what they're doing here is they're trying to equip Trevor Lawrence with weapons that can run in space. And, and really sometimes that's all you need in this style of offense. Uh, speed kills, dog. It does. And, and you can have a bunch of non-factors that, that are just fast and one-dimensional. But it, you put them all together, dude. I mean, I, kinda, I just kind of want to see it. And Trevor Lawrence is... I keep wanting to say that I didn't see anything from him last year, but I saw the mechanics of a professional fucking quarterback. I just saw him under duress all the time and running for his life and no one to throw to. No one's open. So, um, and, and here's what I'm going to go. And, and, and we still haven't even talked about they, they had their number one overall fucking pick. We haven't even mentioned that yet. Right. Um, they had multiple first round picks. Haven't mentioned that, right? They've got this potential generational talent and they are absolutely failing to build anything around him. Like, I, I, I don't know, man, you, you cannot sell me on this off offense. Like you could bring in Devonte Parker and it would be an upgrade over what they have now. That's how strongly I feel about this shit show at Jacksonville. But at least they're making some decent moves on the defensive side of the ball. I'll give them that. They rode that all the way to an AFC championship appearance a couple of years back, and they've shown uh, propensity to draft good on that defensive side of the ball. But, man, they need to give T-Law some help. Yeah, for sure. But I, 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 I'm kind of like mixed feelings because I feel like Trevor Lawrence is the right quarterback at the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, absolutely. And He's baiting car. I don't see how they really improve on the offensive side of the ball until after next year, when maybe they get you know one of those top elite wide receivers next year. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not really the greatest situation, but they they are deep on those fast weapons, like Joey was saying too. Like there there is players all over that offensive side of the ball, like. Uh, Especially if you get James Robinson back eventually, if he can be like even half of what he was, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I mean we can see. basically drafted 
Travis Etienne to play fucking wide receiver anyway. So, like, you got to kind of count that in. They got a good running back in James Robinson. Um, Who's injured, and we don't even know if he'll play this season. Fair, but, like, there's a certain level of I kind of understand what uh, was happening a little bit. Um, because everyone knows it's going to take more than a year, more than two I, years, more than. Three I just years. want to know how you can have Christian Kirk as your wide receiver one and not draft a wide receiver. I've, wow. When you have how is when you have all the fucking holes that this team had already? They have a lot of draft picks. It's not like they. I mean, they had two first. They had two in the third. They, they had some draft capital, man. And, and I get it. Again, I'm not hating on building the defensive side of the ball, but they could have had somebody at the wide receiver position with one of those those picks that I, I think could have made Trevor's life a whole hell of a lot easier, right? And In round three, they got uh, a linebacker out of Wyoming, and they got Snoop Connor, who's a running back out of Ole Miss, right? You don't need the running back. Go fucking get a wide receiver for this guy. Anybody. Anybody. You need you need a running back if there is concerns with you know James Robinson health and Travis Etienne ETN's coming off health. So sometimes, man, what makes sense for fantasy football isn't always what makes sense for an NFL squad. And I think this might be one of those situations because it really this team is decimated with injuries last year and and no one on it, really. They were decimated with injuries. I just, I don't think they've done enough to improve in any. I look at a team like the Miami Dolphins, right? They went out, they got Jalen Waddle. They went out, they traded for Tyreek Hill. Like, they gave Tua some fucking weapons, right? Yeah. And we're go- at the end of this year, there's going to be no doubt if Tua's the guy or not. None, right? Yeah. T Law. I, I'm not going to know who he is after this year. I, I think that David Carr comp is good because David Carr, for you know the kids out there that don't remember, he's Derek's older brother who was probably a better quarterback. Dude was really good, got sacked 5,000 times a season and played for the absolute worst football team ever with the, those Houston Texans. Go well, they were, they were a uh, expansion team. Expansion team. Yeah, uh, they drafted him number one out of Utah or whatever it was. Um, no, that was yeah. Alex Smith. Um, he was out of Fresno State. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, sometimes, yeah, we know Trevor Lawrence needs some more weapons. Sometimes a young quarterback doesn't need young wide receivers either. Uh, these guys got some some years under their belt, so. Go get a veteran that's not Zay Jones. Like that's what I'm saying. Like the care. guys they brought in were awful, awful. I get it, awful. and they paid way too much money for all of these guys. But. They could have traded a fourth round pick for Amari Cooper. Instead, they went out and signed Christian Kurt to the largest contract of any wide receiver at the time, and completely broke the market. Like there were moves that they could have made that would have been better. You can't change my mind on this one. I'm not trying to because I, I agree. Uh, I do want to close this out by saying mark that little bell that's right down there. Mark it to where it's solitary because next week, next week we are coming back with the NFC West. We're going to break down all of their offseason moves, our opinions, what we think is going to happen. Um, 
You got anything else for the... Uh... Yeah, and then after that, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to jump ahead two weeks. We're going to wrap this whole series up with the AFC West. Anybody that's watching this show already knows that episode is going to be bananas. That division has been fucking insane all offseason. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm going to jump ahead three weeks, and we're going to start talking about these running back rankings. So well, I'm going to jump ahead like eight weeks and come catch my ass at the expo. Me and Travis Sumter will be there. I'm super excited about that as well. I'm going to skip ahead like 90 days, and I'm going to see y'all motherfuckers on Sunday morning for some start sit live. I love it. I love it. All right. You want to you wanna take us out, baby? As always. Stay Jude. Hey, wait, 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 wait. We, we got to thank our Patreons. We love you guys. Thank you. Love you. And We should start uh, doing that at the beginning of the episode we, somewhere. We do need we, to. We do need to. But uh, love y'all as always. Stay, stay true. true.